Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. I'm so sorry it's been so long. I have completely fallen off the bandwagon. I had all these plans of like literally doing a podcast every week and all these things I wanted to talk about and then I literally don't know what happened. I've just like been in such a funk and I'm sure loads of people can probably relate to this. I think I just, I don't know, basically I finished uni I probably would have finished um, when I was doing my last podcast with Cara, which was hilarious. (laughs) Did everyone not think that was so funny? I loved that podcast so much. I think it's my favourite one to date. Yeah, so I think I finished uni that week that I recorded that podcast. And then I had all... You know when your expectations of summer is so high and you just have like you have it in your head that you're going to be doing like so much all the time like I thought I was going to do like loads of social media work loads of like styling stuff and and makeup stuff and then also be doing the podcast and and then like going out loads like I just had it all really built up in my head and because I kind of have had accepted by this point well by that point that I wasn't going to go on holiday I just I know I know it's possible and I know people are doing it but I just personally don't see don't think it's worth it with all the like tests you have to do and the precautions you have to take and then like what happens if you do get it when you're out there and then you have to isolate before you come home and stuff and it just end up costing you a fortune so I'm just choosing to yeah I've just accepted it that I'm not getting away and I'm happy enough with that like as long as well as long as we get a decent bit of good weather in Belfast which is you know, it's uh, not very reliable here over summer, but like I wish I lived somewhere that just, I don't care about having four seasons, you know, like it getting really cold in winter and snowing. I don't mind that as long as you can guarantee a good summer. And that's the thing about the UK, like you just can't guarantee it. But we've been so lucky the last week and apparently there's going to be another heat wave in August, which would be amazing but anyway yeah I had all these like expectations built up in my head of what I was what my summer would be like and and then it came and I think I just like massively burnt out as well just from like working flat out handing my assignments in although I wasn't really working flat out I was just being really unproductive but like spending my whole day being unproductive at doing uni stuff and then it like got to summer and I was like I actually don't know what to do with myself (laughs) And then obviously you like lose all that structure, don't you? So like all of a sudden I went from like having classes and having all this work to do to just like having empty days to fill. And as nice as that sounds, it's kind of difficult to like navigate your way. I don't know. I think I think I need a little bit of structure. Like I don't I don't miss the full on structure of like school or like having a nine to five job or anything like that. I wouldn't want that, but I do need something to kind of like motivate me and make me feel like I have a purpose in the morning and get me out of bed and you know I don't know just something a little bit of structure to keep your day going and to get you to do the things that you need to do so yeah that's my reason for being in a huge funk recently and I'm slowly getting out of it I think I'm really trying hard this morning I woke up and I thought it was going to be another one of those days where I just I don't know you know when you wake up and you're just like you just stare at the ceiling and you're like what am I actually gonna do and you just feel so demotivated and the second you get up you just want to get back into bed type of thing yeah I thought it was gonna be another one of those ones but I made myself get up I went and made a big jug of iced tea 
and I forced myself to do some yoga and I put on some nice music, some sticky fingers in the background. Sticky fingers are just always my my go-to, especially in the summer. I feel like they're such good vibes. But yeah, I forced myself to do that and then got a nice cold shower after yoga. I Can anyone else just not shower in warm water in the warm weather? Like it actually turns me, the thought of it. I love cold showers in, in the heat. So yeah, I got a cold shower and I feel way better. I, I sound really nasally, don't I? We'll get into that. <laughs> I'm not feeling the greatest. I've got like a bit of a earache, head coldy kind of thing. Yeah, today's going to be a good day because I've decided it's going to be a good day and because I've chosen to do a podcast today. Also, because I just, I ordered a shitload of underwear from Savage X Fenty, Rihanna's lingerie thing, and it just arrived and I'm so excited to try it all on. So yeah, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, seeing as it's been so long since I have done one of these, and by the way, thank you so much to anyone who has messaged me over this, the last kind of month, um, telling me that they miss my podcast and asking me when the next one will be up, because it honestly just makes me so happy to think that, like, you guys look forward to these every week. Well, no, it's not every week anymore. Um, but just like that you're actually thinking of me and like waiting for the next podcast is is so crazy to me so all your messages were so kind and so sweet and I just wanted to thank you so much for that and I thought I would just use this episode to like do a little bit of a catch-up and talk about what's been going on and yeah just I don't know just get it all out there okay so I finished uni for summer at like I think it was start slash mid June and that was a bit of a shambles because I basically decided basically because of Covid this year they've like made it easier to pass the year because obviously it's been like quite difficult for students working from home and everything so basically they only take like your best three modules I'm pretty sure out of the whole year so I do six modules altogether. so they only take half of your modules and then that just like averages out as your whole your whole grade for the year but there are certain modules that you have to pass because you know if you do like a part two of them next year that kind of thing yeah so once I once I got that email to say that you only needed to have like three good modules basically I sussed out that I didn't have to do well in one of my last in one of my modules that I was doing last term so I basically fucked it for that and literally I'm not joking you it looked like a 12 year old could have written it like I could have written that in primary school honestly it was so so bad but it didn't matter because I just had to hand in something so I just gave the other one my all and then just like yeah fuck that in (laughs) hope for the best I actually probably have got my marks back by now you know but I haven't even thought to look online I should probably do that. So once I got that out of the way, then I was really excited because basically my the lease in my house in Leeds ended at the end of June. So and then we got our new house obviously then like the day after at the start of July. So I had this like trip planned to go over to Leeds and it was so exciting because I hadn't seen my friends, my housemates and everything since um I was there in November, which is so long ago now. Like I can't believe I haven't been there in that long. And I was to go over and I think it was I was doing like a two week trip where I was going to stay in Leeds for about a week and a half and then go to Manchester for half a week and see my friends there. Yeah, it was just 
gonna be you know a fun week seeing all my friends I hadn't seen in ages moving out of our old house moving into the new one um and a few of them drive which is really handy as well because then we can easily move from one house to the other and actually one of my housemates her family are from Leeds so it was easy enough because sometimes it's quite a bit of a hassle when you have that like one night between you know moving out and moving in somewhere you're like what the fuck do I do with my stuff where do I sleep and so yeah it was quite handy because I could just like sleep in her house and then move into the new place and then literally like a week before I was to go they facetimed me and they were like we're really sorry we're doing this because they're doing they're working at this kind of like summer camp thing for the whole well not the whole summer but like most of summer and they were like covid is like literally so bad in Leeds at the minute and we can't risk wait I feel like someone's downstairs oh fuck (laughs) no right I'm just gonna carry on speaking and ignore that um yeah so they're working at a camp over summer and they were like yeah covid's so bad especially in Hyde Park which is like the area where students live in Leeds and we can't risk getting it before doing this camp because like we're doing it for the whole summer and it would just like fuck everything up and so I was like yeah fair enough and so they basically said like we can't see you we have to go home to our family homes and pretty much not isolate but like just be really careful about social interactions and going out and stuff between now and then and I was like okay I'll change my flight and instead of doing two weeks I'll do I think it's like a week and a half or like I don't know one week or something like that and I still had like another one or two friends in Leeds because bear in mind like I've barely met anyone in Leeds because I literally know my housemates luckily enough get on so well with them all they're like my best mates but like I haven't had any face-to-face teaching or any real opportunity to like meet other people and I was only literally there for two months like sometimes I forget how short I was there for like when I got off the bus Um, from the airport into Leeds I was like wait this feels like a new city to me like I actually don't know my way around (laughs) so yeah no I changed it to a week and a half that's what I did I just cut off the first weekend because I was like oh there's no point in me being there for a weekend on my own so then I flew out on I think it was the Monday morning and literally on the Monday morning my friend Tal who's like one of my friends in Leeds that was gonna be there when I was there messaged me to say he tested positive for COVID and I was like oh my god for fuck's sake like I'm just arriving in Leeds and no one I know is there and I'm literally arriving to an empty house what am I gonna do with myself so got to Leeds sat for on the sofa for a while just like thinking about what the fuck I was gonna do rang my mum told her that Tal was isolating and none of my friends were there and she was like, why don't you push your flight your flight home forward so you can come home early? And I was like, yeah, but it's so stressful because I'm going to have to, like, move in on my own now and, like, you know, get taxis and sort all my stuff out from the car and, like, also, like, stay in a hotel for a night in between. Yeah, the thought of it was just stressing me out so much. And then my friend Izzy called me and was like, yeah, the letting agency have said they're not giving us the keys until absolutely everyone's like documentation and id checks and guarantor things you know all that bullshit you need to do for i mean it's not bullshit it's legit but (laughs) all the stuff you need to do for moving into a new house and not everyone had done everything because i mean i hadn't done everything either i'm so bad when it comes to like doing anything important (laughs) literally i get any email of like any importance and I'm just like "Mm, I'll deal with that later that's a problem for future me (laughs) 
it's so bad and all the girls in my house are like that as well so we didn't have anything done and as much as I could like try and, and do everything on my part like one of the girls was in doing Camp America it was like impossible to get a hold of and then yeah it was just too too much to ask for everyone to have everything done within the space of a day so I wasn't even going to get the keys to the new place now I know this is like really really bad organizational skills on my behalf I should have made sure before going to Leeds that all this was done and I don't know how I expected to just pick up keys for a house that nothing had been signed for (laughs) like in what world am I living I don't know so once I found that out I was like right fuck this what a fail of a trip I changed my flight then to be like a week earlier and I was like I'm just gonna pack my shit up move it into my friend's garage the one that its family lives in Leeds and I'm gonna go straight to Manchester because fuck trying to sort all this on my own it's absolutely not happening and then I was also so scared because like Hyde Park had the highest Covid rates in the UK at the time and our house is literally in Hyde Park and like even when I was like going to cafes and stuff for lunch I was like literally no one breathe on me right now and I just felt like you know in the first lockdown when you're like terrified of getting Covid that's what it felt like because but only because not because I'm scared of getting Covid but because I was scared of having to isolate in Leeds and not have a house and not know anyone and just like I just uh even the thought of it I was like no this is not happening to me so packed all my stuff up Izzy really kindly helped me move it into her garage and then I just fucked off to Manchester I was able to meet them for lunch which was really nice so yeah the trip to Leeds didn't really go to plan (laughs) I actually when I got there and I realized I was literally there on my own I put up on my story being like what the fuck did I do and I got so many replies from people on my, on Instagram being like, oh, um, we should go for drinks or go for a coffee or whatever. And then obviously I changed my flights and stuff. So I was literally only going to be there for a day. So I actually met one person. She was so nice. And she was actually on my course as well. It's just so good to meet someone on my course. But yeah, it's crazy what social media can do these days, isn't it? Yeah, it's so mad that I can just put that on my story and all of a sudden like be able to reach out to loads of people that are in Leeds and want to go for a drink or something. So yeah, that was cool. And now that now that I know they're there, obviously then I had to leave, but I'm definitely going to meet those people when I go back. I was actually thinking of organising like, do you ever see when people organise like brunches? Yeah, and just like putting up on my story that I'm going to like host, not host because it wouldn't be at my house, but it would be at like a a restaurant but you know like I guess hosting a brunch and everyone's just like messages me if they want to come and I'd book the tables and then it'd be like a good chance for people to meet other people because uh, to be honest like everyone's in the same boat when it comes to uni like it's been so hard to meet people and you're either just like lucky or you're not in terms of like who you live with and I obviously got lucky but there's so many people that didn't and like barely have any friends and haven't met anyone on their course so I just think it'd be such a nice thing and also leads like there aren't that many Irish people in Leeds it's not like Liverpool and Newcastle and stuff where there's like so many Irish people and it's so easy to bump into you know mutual friends and things like that like it's really not like that so I just think it'd be a really good way to reach out to yeah people in the same situation and maybe like some other people from Northern Ireland and stuff which would be really good so I went to Manchester after that. Manchester's only like half an hour, 40 minutes from Leeds, which is really handy. And I have quite a few friends there now. And I also have like some family friends in Manchester from 
basically my mum's best friend moved to Manchester and her her and her family lived there and we've always been like good family friends with them so I met up with them which was so nice I haven't seen them in ages then I went to stay with my friend Hannah and her boyfriend Stephen for like five days it was only meant to be a weekend and then I messaged her telling her the whole situation I was like um so can I stay with you for five days and she was like for fuck's sake (laughs) but to be fair I feel like she her and Stephen and me are pretty easy to like live with I like when I stay at someone's house I don't like expect them to get up and make me coffee and keep me entertained I mean I was just like I'm so happy to go out on my own if they're busy and I don't know I feel like I'm quite an easy guest to have well I hope I'm an easy guest to have Hannah's probably listening to this like you're never going back (laughs) but yeah we had such a nice time in Manchester I'm trying to actually think of what we did we just went for drinks and food and some markets we went for a shopping day uh, yeah, Manchester's really cool. I really like it. It's huge. I always forget how big it is. It's actually a lot more expensive than I thought as well. I don't know why I had it in my head that Manchester was like, you know, like Liverpool student prices, but definitely is more expensive. I'd say it's closer to like Belfast prices. Like I think Belfast is quite expensive, you know, like five to six pounds for a pint type of thing. But it's such a beautiful city. So much going on. Just, re- I don't know, it just felt so... Like, at one point, I literally felt like I was on my holidays. Like, loads of cool rooftops and, yeah, just a really nice vibe. So, yeah, everything was going well. The trip had been redeemed and then literally on my last evening there, so it was Sunday evening, it was just, like, a hungover Sunday. We'd literally slept until, like, 3 p.m. And we were sitting down watching my violin, like, catching up with what we'd missed. And then we decided to order a Chinese this is where it all goes wrong (laughs) okay so ordered the Chinese it's there we're you know played it up whatever go to I'm sat down on the sofa and Hannah goes oh can you pass me the remote I think you're sitting on it so I like did a wee bum shuffle you know stood up grabbed the remote and as I grabbed the remote and like leant over my tub of curry sauce that was on my plate like spilt all down me right I was wearing a hoodie so luckily I wasn't wearing like a wee bralette or crop top or anything but then I was wearing shorts so it spilled like all down my hoodie and then like landed on my thigh and like dripped on my legs and the thing is right well first of all why the fuck was the curry sauce so hot I have so many questions but thing is right if you spill a if you spill like boiling water over you you know if you made a cup of tea and then you like spilt it on you it would obviously burn you and it would be so sore but it would be like it would be off you so quickly like it would just run off you whereas like the curry sauce it landed on me and then it like because it's thick like it just sat there until I ran to the kitchen and got a cloth and wiped it off and oh my god I cannot describe to you the pain like it was excruciating I was screaming like a child Hannah even said when she was like because I oh, was so bad I spilt it like all over her rug and like up her walls and all from me like running around it was awful and I had over my new Pangaea hoodie oh my god so I was literally screaming in pain ran upstairs oh sorry I didn't finish the end of that Hannah was so when Hannah was like cleaning it from the rug she said like the steam was just like coming up from the curry sauce like I didn't even put it in the microwave it just came like that why was it so hot and yeah I had to sit in a bath of cold water as I like bawled my eyes out my body went into a full state of shock like it's making me feel nauseous thinking about it like 
I don't know if I've ever experienced that where your body goes into like proper shock. I was, my head was like spinning. I felt so nauseous. I was going to faint. I was like grabbing onto the side of the bath. Um, and at the same time, I thought I was going to be sick but then I needed to like sit down. Oh my God, I can't describe it. It was so bad. Hannah was trying to speak to me and like calm me down or like ask me questions and I literally couldn't speak to her. I couldn't even look at her. I was like, you actually need to stop talking right now because all I can focus on is not passing out and being sick at the same time. Then once I'd like, no, I hadn't even saddled by this point. I like decided to ring my mum because I like just didn't know what to do. Didn't know if sitting in the bath was the right thing to do or, you know, if I should have been doing something else. I FaceTimed my mum like bawling my eyes out and she was like what has happened to you like as she's like oh you're in a restaurant <laughs> like sorry to interrupt but and I was like explaining to her what happened which apparently she went away and laughed at with my brother and his girlfriend I was like oh she's built curry sauce on herself not realizing how serious it was but yeah she was like stay in the bath you know put a warm jumper on so you don't go so your body doesn't go freezing and when you can get up and just like instead of so you're not getting too cold get up and just use like a wet cold wet cloth and have like a, a bucket of cold water with another cloth so you can just keep swapping them when it gets not cold if that makes sense but like I literally couldn't get out of the bath for hours without screaming I would get I would try and get out and like make it to the bed but I like I'd take one step and be like no I have to get straight back into the bath it was so so bad and I could see it starting to blister and everything I knew it was going to be really awful so eventually it got to like half 10 at night and I was like right I'm gonna have to try and go to bed here I I think I got about one hour sleep altogether it was like the worst sleep of my life just like constantly changing the wet towels on it I didn't even know if I was going to be able to fly the next day to be honest because my flight was like I think it was at nine o'clock in the morning and at that point like I couldn't not have a cold wet cloth on it so I didn't know how I was going to do like obviously when you fly you've got the flight itself but then you've also got getting to the airport being in the airport for an hour like going through security and all that and then like getting home on the other side I was like how the fuck am I gonna survive that long if I can't be without a wet cloth for two seconds right now but it was slightly better when I woke up and yeah I braved it to the airport and uh, made it home and by this point it was like a giant giant blister like a huge think like a big fried egg yolk but like times up by three it was disgusting <laughs> and I was meant to be coming home and then kind of like going straight up to Port Ballantrae to meet my because that's where the rest of my family were and they were there until the Friday so I was gonna get like a good you know Monday to Friday up in Port Ballantrae but like I, I just couldn't it was it was just draining me and I wasn't sleeping properly and I had to go get it cleaned and stuff at the nurse and my GP burn just ruined everything <laughs> so yeah I went and got it like dressed and cleaned and everything and the nurse gave me everything I'd need to like keep it clean and I had to just like do it myself once or twice a day every time I do it I'd get so nauseous also I never I'm like not weird about I don't know cuts or bruises injections like anything really I'm just like not weird about stuff like that at all but for some reason when I sat down in the nurse's chair to get it cleaned and dressed all of a sudden it like brought back the feeling of when my body went into shock when it first happened and I think like you know when you're like looking around you and everything's so clinical and 
I, all of a sudden my I started getting so nauseous again and I had she had to like lie me down on the bed and give me water and I I literally thought I was gonna faint the whole time it was a horrible feeling and it took a good two weeks like it's only really over the last few days that it's now like not an open wound I had to be so careful once the blisters were popped and it was like completely open because it can get infected so easily at that point and um, also because it's been quite sunny like I just need I, even now with it I need to be so careful with it in the sun if I don't want it to scar badly or see so yeah, I've just got this disgusting bandage on all the time anytime I've been out for well see because I can't really I can't wear trousers over it but then it's just really annoying because I need to keep pulling my trousers up to like make sure the bandage is in place and stuff so I just have to wear like skirts and dresses and then the bandage is exposed and it just looks so bad <laughs> See, I'm going to blame the burn for falling into a rut. (laughs) Although it probably isn't that, but I would say it partly is because it was just affecting my sleep so much. Like most nights I was sleeping on average like two to three hours because I was just constantly waking up in pain, like even with the painkillers. And also then it got to a point where it wasn't sore, but it was just like really itchy. And I didn't know that you're supposed to take an antihistamine when it starts getting itchy. Yeah. So once I worked that out, then it was a bit better, but I'm all good now. Well, I'm not all good now, sorry. The burn's all good now, slightly, sort of. (laughs) But now, uh, your girl has COVID. (laughs) Yeah, I tested positive for COVID recently, which is just fantastic. Just got to throw something else in the mix there, do you know? Got to spice things up. (laughs) As if the burn wasn't enough. So yeah, I'm isolating now until I think it's next Thursday or Friday. I, I, do you know what? I would not have thought that this was COVID. So basically I woke up with like a tiny bit of a sore throat. When I say tiny, I mean like tiny, like really nothing to worry about or to even complain about. I wasn't going to even say to anyone. It was the only reason I mentioned it was because my mum goes to me. Um, why are you, what's wrong? Why are you so grumpy looking today or something? Like, I think I just had a grumpy face on, but it wasn't even because my throat was sore. It was just because I was like... I don't know, Just I'd literally just woken up and like had a bit of a sore throat and you know when you just wake up and people are speaking to you and you're like, literally leave me alone. And yeah, she was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, nothing. Just like have a bit of a sore throat. And she was like, just take two paracetamol. Uh, thought absolutely nothing of it. And then about a few hours later, my friend messaged me to say she tested positive. I didn't, I didn't like, but in the back of my head, I was like, I saw her on Thursday. That's hardly going to be like from me this was a good five days later I was like you know she's probably picked that up somewhere else or like since she's seen me but then because I'd already said about the sore throat and because then I knew I wasn't imagining it because you know when someone tells you this used to always happen to me someone that you've been in contact with would tell you they have COVID and all of a sudden you start imagining that you've got all the symptoms but because I'd said this before she mentioned that I knew I wasn't imagining it and I was like right do you know what just to be safe I'll do one of those rapid flow tests which apparently aren't that reliable but I mean I just thought I'd give it a go and I came back positive and I was like no fucking way like if she hadn't said that to me I would have never in a million years thought to do a rapid flow test from having like the tiniest bit of a sore throat especially because I so I used to get tonsillitis quite a lot when I was in school and my throat would tend to like be the first thing that would go if I ever get like a cold or even you know if you have a heavy weekend and you're just like really run down my throat would get sore even from that and I would always like lose my voice things like that like I just always have problems with my throat so 
it's like really not out of the normal for me to wake up with a tiny bit of a sore throat and then for it to just be fine later on in the day. So yeah, I wouldn't, if she hadn't have said that or she hadn't have had any symptoms, I would never in a million years have thought to take a test. And after the first one, I was like, no fucking way. And then I was like, right, I'm taking another one because it was like a week positive you know when the line comes up really faint and I was like trying to kid myself I was like sending photos to my friends being like what does this mean like surely this isn't positive and then I did another one and the same thing happened I was like oh for fuck's sake here we go and then I went and got a um like one of the NHS PCR tests and of course came back positive the next day so yeah I'm isolating in my room at the moment obviously I want to stay away from my parents because so they got tested and they're negative so obviously they still have to isolate because they're in the same household as me but because they haven't got it because they hadn't got it from me at that point I was like well I don't want to give it to you and then you'll have to isolate for another 10 days you know from when you start showing symptoms so I'm trying to you know stick to my room and outside um, they're letting me be outside which is nice of them <laughs> especially in the sun imagine being stuck inside in this sun so yeah I can, I have a little area outside where I can sunbathe and read and do my hula hoop and keep to myself um, uh, it's good because my mum just makes my dinner and I sit at the other side of the table and they stay away from me yeah I mean to be fair I can think of worse times to isolate at le- like at least I've got the weather do you know although do you know what see when the weather's good I literally can't do anything this is the thing right so when I lived in Australia and the weather's good all the time you know the sun's always going to be there so you get on with the shit you need to do you go to work you know you do your laundry you do the th- you do the things you have to do you go do your shopping because you know you're gonna have like tomorrow's your day off and the sun's gonna be there or you finish at five and the sun's gonna be there Whereas here, when the sun comes out, you don't know when it's going to go and when it's going to come back. So you, I just like seize every opportunity to just like bask in it. Like even recording this podcast right now, I'm a bit like, oh, I should be out there. But yeah, I just find it really hard to do anything, absolutely anything when the sun's out. So I mean, yeah, not, not too bad that I'm having to isolate because it means I can just chill in the sun, I guess. And I started, well, I I started and finished The Alchemist, which has been on my to-read list for the longest time. It's kind it's only a short book. I think it's like 160 something pages. And it's kind of like a little nice story parable type of thing with like a deeper meaning. It was a really sweet wee book. It was just good to like get back in the swing of reading and just to kind of like ease me into it. It was almost like not a kid's story, but you know, like, you know when something's just that easy to read it was kind of like a kids book I don't want to say it's like a kids book because it's not but yeah it was a it was a nice wee read and now I'm actually reading Working Hard or Hardly Working by Grace Beverly. Grace Beverly for anyone that doesn't know her is like an Instagrammer ex-YouTuber that launched her own companies and you've probably heard of them wait tala is like the fitness the sustainable fitness clothing brand and then shreddy which is like the app which also has the workout equipment like the resistance bands and things like that i'm obsessed with grace i have been for years now i buy into absolutely everything she she comes out with like i've got so much stuff uh from tala and i'm a member of shreddy and have all the resistance bands and everything so when she came up with the book i knew i had to have it and actually my brother's girlfriend beth bought it for me for my birthday which I'm really glad of because when she came out with the book I was like and she kind of like covered on on her Instagram she'd talk about you know what it was about and stuff I never really as much as I kind of 
wanted to read it I was like I don't know if this is for me it's all about like productivity and working in today's age and like Gen Z and millennials and how like how the want for like a purpose-driven career has like changed our lives and like social media how that's affected it and in my head I was always like I you know what I'm I'm not anywhere near what Grace Beverly is in terms of like when it comes to working and like being an entrepreneur and stuff like that like that's just not me like I don't know if this book is for me and as much as I want to read it because she's coming out with it and like I support her like I just don't know if this is like something I want to read like I feel like it's I'm gonna read it and it's gonna make me feel shit about myself like it's gonna make me feel really lazy and turns out I'm only one chapter I've read like the introduction and the chapter some 40 something pages in and it is incredible like it's so so good it's really not what I thought it was going to be it's more about finding like your micro passions and finding like getting fulfillment out of like everyday things and I don't know how to describe it but honestly it's the book I like never thought I never knew I needed until I started reading it and I was like oh my god everyone needs to read this like it's written so well it's so engaging like I I felt like I could have finished it yesterday I had to just stop myself at one point because I was like no I need to actually like take this in um I'm definitely gonna finish it this weekend though because it's own I think it's like 200 and something pages but honestly I would highly highly recommend it for anyone boys or girls it's just so good for our generation like for redefining purpose and it's just all about like the journey as and like finding enjoyment along the way as opposed to like having an end goal and a set thing that you think is like success because then what happens when you reach that is that like do you think then you're just going to be like eternally happy and you'll never have any other problems to encounter or like never any other goals to reach and it's kind of just like talking through all that and yeah just redefining like self-care and productivity and purpose and careers and yeah it's it's such such a good read I literally couldn't recommend it enough I'll definitely be posting some like bits I've underlined and some pages and stuff on my Instagram story so keep a lookout for that I also have a highlight on my Instagram of books so anytime I read something and I talk about it on my story I'll just add it to that highlight and it means then you can go there for recommendations and stuff but yeah keep an eye out for what I post about working hard or hardly working because I can guarantee it'll be of interest to you you'll definitely want to read it from seeing what I post about it what else have I been up to oh I'm fully immersed in Love Island is anyone else so I I I love Love Island I always have I didn't watch like you know the last series that was with Luke and Shanice and all them I didn't actually watch that one only because I thought they were overdoing it by doing like the wasn't that the winter one or am I imagining that I swear that was the winter one and I just thought it was too soon after the summer one and I just thought they needed to give it more of a chance but it's quite good because now I can I can go back and watch that and catch up on it but yeah always been a big Love Island fan obsessed with I haven't seen series one obsessed with series two to four especially two and three where they're able to drink and they get like so drunk every night and like and they sit in the smoking area and have DMCs and spill their hearts out and end up getting in like so many fights and stuff like those are the good days but obviously I understand why they can't why they don't let them get drunk and stuff anymore and they don't show all like the sex and all that but it's like obviously to protect the people that are on it and their careers and stuff but obviously when you're a viewer it's so much more interesting when they include all that but yeah this year's cast it's all just a bit vanilla 
do you know what I mean? Like it's all just so mellow. It's like everyone's just sitting there waiting for something to happen, like not really getting too involved in their couples, but also I I don't know how to describe it. It's like I don't know. It's like they've just chosen like the most vanilla people. I thought there was gonna be some big characters that were gonna like cause uproar. And honestly, people just haven't been delivering. Like you can just tell people are so in it now for the the pretty little thing contract. Although to be fair so right I say this it's so I'm like it's so vanilla every night I'm like that's another hour of my life I'm not gonna get back but then every night at nine o'clock you can bet I am sat on the sofa ready for the next episode but to be fair I feel like with most love islands it does take like a week or two to kind of pick up a bit and start because obviously it takes a while for people to start actually having like real connections and to have loyalties to their friends and um to their partners and things so it makes sense that it, t- it that it takes a little while for things to pick up and things did start picking up like what was it two nights ago when Toby the whole thing happened with Toby and Chloe and then when Hugo which by the way I am not a huge fan of Hugo I think he's a lovely boy but I'm just kind of like why are you in there do you know what I mean like he's just he has no game he doesn't he doesn't seem to want to like even get to know any girls that show interest in him and yeah he's literally just like it's just a holiday for him I reckon like it literally is friend island for him but fair play to him the other night standing up for Chloe and saying what he said to Toby I genuinely could not hate Toby more he actually has the emotional intelligence of a four-year-old child why does he act like that and then he tries to blame it on like oh like I'm just learning I've never had a girlfriend it's like you're literally a toddler what is wrong with you I don't know what Chloe ever even saw in him in the first place to be honest he's just done to her now what he did to Kaz but on a worse level because him and Chloe were actually going somewhere she was so stupid to ever go for him in the first place first of all he's like what three years younger but like mental capacity wise he's actually about 12 years younger than her to be honest and I know everyone hated Chloe when she first came on but I actually really like her and as much as her voice is a bit triggering (laughs) um I think she's I I don't know I think she's a lovely girl and I think she deserves so much better than what Toby has given her but I'm rooting for Kaz who else am I rooting for I love Millie and Liam they're so cute and he's he's younger than her as well but he Liam like I, I think Liam seems a lot older and Liberty and Jake obviously they're so cute I love them but Kaz she's just the nicest person in the entire world I actually love all the girls that are in there at the minute I think they're all yeah I th- I actually love the girls this year I don't have a bad word to say about any of them I think Faye's hilarious like when she first came in I was like oh she's gonna be trouble she hasn't really been to be honest she does she does like speak up a little bit when things like don't really involve her but like she hasn't like properly kicked off the way I thought she would but no I do really like the girls this year I just think the boys are like seriously lacking substance does that make sense like they're all just very we're just like not getting anything from them do you know what I mean give us something more you're on tv show here you can kind of tell when Hugo was talking you know when he was like uh they were doing the recoupling and he was saying about Chloe not being treated well over the last 24 hours you could kind of like hear the producers in (laughs) in his earpiece being like say what you think about Toby say what you think about how he's treated Chloe like 
I don't know. Well, I could anyway. I'd, would you, in your right mind, like stand up and say that about your mate when it comes to recoupling? Would you not just like wait until after and have words with them? I think that was definitely, definitely egged on by the producers. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited now to see what happens and Casa Amor is coming, which is always interesting. I reckon the only ones that are gonna stay, oh... Who do I think's gonna stay through Casa Amor? Jake and Liberty, obviously, because now they're like boyfriend and girlfriend. Anyone else? I don't know. I think everyone else's heads could be turned. Yeah, 100%. Because Ka- as much as I love Kaz and this new guy, Tyler, like they've literally been together for two days. So could so easily change, I reckon. Oh, no, actually, Millie and Liam, they'll, I reckon they'll stay together. They're so sweet. And Millie's so cool, isn't she? I don't think they show us enough of their relationship and I think it's maybe just because they're like just really cute and like I don't know there's never any drama between them so like it doesn't make for a good tv show do you know what I mean so we don't see enough of them anyway I'll move on from Love Island I feel like I literally spoke about it for about 10 minutes I do have so much to say when it comes to Love Island what else have I been up to honestly nothing thanks to isolation um I got banned on TikTok the other day TikTok keep doing this to me I'll literally put up like something where I'm like wearing shorts and a bikini top like doing a dance and I get banned for the video gets taken down for like violation of the community guidelines and then my account gets banned for two days because for like child endangerment or something I'm like wait what like I'm literally wearing a bikini top and a pair of shorts it's not like and then I saw do you know in Too Hot to Handle Melinda and Peter apparently they uploaded a TikTok and it was like Peter like revealing his towel like opening his towel to her like being naked underneath and it's like her face like gobsmacked obviously you can't see what he's showing her but like surely that's more provocative than me doing a outfit of the day or like a dance a stupid dance in a bikini like TikTok has it so so wrong when it comes to women's bodies like it's so misogynistic it's a joke it really angers me part of me thinks Instagram's on its way out and like TikTok's such like a rising platform and it's like the new big thing for brands and for creators and everything but then when it comes to stuff like that I'm just like no like you literally have it all wrong it's so um sexist for one and I'm just really disheartening to be honest like why am I getting banned on an app for literally just existing in my own body I'm not doing a fucking striptease or anything do you know what I mean? I'm literally just... I, I don't even have any boobs. Like, there's no... <laughs> I was going to say there's no difference between looking at my chest and a boy's chest, except that I've just got a bikini over it. It's true. It's literally true. But a boy could stand there in a pair of swim shorts and, and no bikini top and he doesn't get flagged for it. It's a fucking joke, honestly. Anyway, I appealed the violation and it got restored thank god otherwise I would have been causing uproar in the emails I would have been that Karen <laughs> emailing TikTok about how ridiculous it is anyway I hope you're all having a lovely summer for those that are off on summer holidays or for those that aren't that you're just enjoying the sun remember to wear your SPF I've become that psychopath mum that is nuts about wearing sun cream I don't know what what's gotten into me but like I'm nuts about having SPF 50 on my face at all times I'm using the COSRX one and I'm obsessed with it but yeah I'm I'm not getting any more wrinkles it's not happening so I am a sun cream queen now yeah so remember to wear your sun cream and enjoy the sunshine I love you all thank you so much for listening 
hopefully it won't be this long before I do my next podcast. I've got some ideas up my sleeve so I'm hoping now I'll get back in the swing of things and fingers crossed record one every week or every other week if not. And I'm sorry you've had to listen to my nasally voice this whole time. So I just sound so blocked up. <laughs> it's horrible. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And thanks again for all your support. It means the world to me. I will speak to you in the next podcast. Bye.